Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. Here with me, Daniel. And Aaron. Aaron, the penultimate group here, Group H. We start our journey with PSG as they are top seeds. They've been looking pretty juicy as things go so far. And I've got a feeling we're all going to want their players in. Now, obviously, Serie A is your wheelhouse and they've got Juventus in the group stages. So when we go through what you think of PSG, have a little bit of relation to what you think uh, it's going to be like for Juventus as well. But we'll dive into how they're playing, what they're doing, how they're getting on. They are playing a bit of a crazy system at the minute compared to what they normally play. The back four's gone. They are playing with wing backs, which does suit some assets that we might be looking for. So, Ramos, Marquinhos and Kimpembe are the starting three centre-backs. Pereira did start the last game, but Kimpembe has played the three games before that. So when I look at this, I've just been looking at the last four games. Hakimi's played right wing back three times. Mukiele came in for the last game. And Mendes has played every game at left wing back. Vitinha has started three of the four games, with Renato Sanchez starting one of them. And Verratti has started all four. Messi and Neymar have both been playing off Kylian Mbappe, who's been up front. So, numbers, numbers, numbers. The main sort of ones to look at here are going to be, I think, the wing back. So, Hakimi has a goal and an assist, both in the same game. But Mendes has two assists. So, no goals yet. Mendes did come off in the last game and his. Uh, First, I came on for him, Benat got a goal. Has Benat left? I thought he'd left. Is he, did he leave in the transfer market? Uh, oh, no, it was Kurt Sava, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wrong, wrong PSG fullback. Uh, so, pretty good, pretty good from them so far. Messi has a goal and three assists in his last four games, if I'm not mistaken. Kylian Mbappe has Mr. Penn. Got one assist and five goals. But Neymar, definitely miles ahead. He's won a pen. He scored two. He scored four goals from open play. So that's six goals overall. And he's got three assists. Um, In terms of pricing, Mbappe is 11, Messi's 10.5 and, and Neymar's 10. So Neymar's outperforming the other two at the minute. Do you think that's sustainable, Aaron? Yeah. I think uh, um, kind of the French league experts and Paris Saint-Germain fans are saying because it's World Cup year um, and Brazil are one of the favourites. So Neymar is bringing his kind of A game. And I'm like, where was this ages ago? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Like, I imagine they're going to get through the knockouts, how it's going to be in the knockouts, classic Neymar time where he's going to be injured and then he's only going to turn up for 45 minutes of every well, game yeah, anyway. It'll be after the World Cup. So that's it. Yeah. His his season's finished. I'm back exactly. on holiday. Uh, I mean, we've slagged him off a fair bit on this pod. It's, it's never because he's like, we don't appreciate that he's like, it's not amazing or anything. It's just, my God, does he not give a shit about football anymore, does he? Like, he just doesn't, yeah. like, you just sit and that's what's so surprising when you watch him at the beginning of the season. Like, oh, wow, this is amazing. So you, you're able to sort out uh, the 
players on the app by how many points they got last year to kind of give you like a little indication. Okay. Um, do you want to know which players in particular got more points than Neymar last year? Overall or just the PSG? Uh, of PSG. A PSG. Okay. Right. Um, so I need mean, Neymar, Neymar got 14 points all season yeah. last year. Marquinhos, Kimpembe, yeah. Kimpembe probably got sent off. Yeah. Um, Hakimi, Varela. Yeah. Oh, um, I can't remember. Under Herrera. He's not on, but yes, he would have. Genie Wanyaldum. He won't he, be on, but he did. Yeah. Messi. Mbappe did Verratti get more points than him? Yeah. Christ on a bike. Um, I didn't. Maybe not Danilo Pereira. Any more? Is there any more? Yeah. So obviously Mbappe, Messi, you got them. Sarabia, twenty-seven points. Idrissa Gay with twenty-four points, uh, and he was four point five or five last year. Um. Nuno Mendes, 24, so 10 points more than Neymar, and he was 4.5 last year. Uh, yeah. Mukiel, 23, obviously playing for a different team. Verratti yeah, got 16, and Neymar's 14. Renato Sanchez finished level on points, and his team got knocked out in the group stage. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Um, I Mbappe finished on 61 points last season. Uh, are you going? Uh, yeah, oh my god, Did, are you which one of the three are you going for? Are you going for more than one? No, um, not for this first game. I think there's definitely a shout for the um, for the, I, I, the limitless while uh, like limitless match day two uh squad. Um, not saying I'm doing that mostly for you, but like definitely them against Haifa. But yeah, definitely uh, get as many Paris Saint-Germain players as you can. In terms of other assets, because obviously we all know about the three big boys, I think the other two standout options are Hakimi and Mendes. Obviously, Hakimi at six million, Mendes at five. Um, Hakimi definitely has more of a goal threat, but Mendes has probably been a little bit more consistent at, and at a million cheaper. Do you have? Are you thinking about going for either of them, especially against Juve first game? I had Mendes before the group stage, uh, but I originally took him out for a four point five defender, just so I could go from Harry Kane to Haaland. So it was when Haaland scored his hat trick that I did that. Yeah. Um, but I did have Mendes in for four um, and then switched him up for four point five just so I could get Haaland. That's in my current draft, but I do want Mendes in. Interesting. I think I'd, I'd, it depends on how much money you've got. Obviously, in the limit, this I think you do just go Hakimi because of the goal threat. Yeah. But if not, and also the selected by percentage. I think, have, I think I'd rather have Mendes at five and then go for like Reese James at six if I could only afford one six, something like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just in terms of what the scorelines have been for PSG in the last four games, 1-5-2, 1-7-1, Drew 1-1, 1-3-0. Top of the league, uh, but only one clean sheet in the last four, and that's when they're rotated. 
So clean sheets aren't a given. And if we look at the team that they're playing first, Juventus, they do have one standout goal scorer, really. But do you want to go through this, Aaron, as uh, you're the big Serie A fan? Um, so we're going fully on to Juventus now, yeah. So, yeah, Vlahovic didn't have the best. I mean, he was really, really prolific um, last season before his transfer to Juventus. It kind of almost like stopped his goal st- scoring run before that point. Uh, but this year he's on a great run so far. Um, back-to-back free kick. <clears throat> Sorry, pardon me. Free- back-to-back free kick goals. Um, uh, beautiful goals as well. If you've, if you've seen them, didn't realize he was such a good set piece taker because uh, he wasn't like that before with Juventus. I think it feeds into Paris Saint-Germain's hands the fact that they're not playing their then they haven't got a settled back four yet. Uh that's typical Allegri. Chesney suffered an injury in preseason, came back, and then was injured within 45 minutes. So uh Perrin is their goalkeeper at four million in the game. Uh, a lot of people potentially looking at him for that cheap option, especially because he's going to potentially start the first two match days, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I think that feeds into Paris Saint-Germain's hands, the fact that they're not settled on a back four and they've got a second-choice goalkeeper in against Messi, Mbappe and Neymar. Yeah. Looking at the defence... Obviously, you mentioned the goalkeeper. Danilo has played every game, but three of them have been at right-back. One of them has been at centre-back. Uh, De Chilio has played two games, one at right-back, one at left-back. And then, basically, that uh, that left-sided centre-back's changed every time. So, Bonucci, then Regani, then Danilo, like I mentioned, then Gatti. Bremer has played every game. And Sandro's played three out of four games at left-back, getting one assist. Um, In terms of the midfield... The start of the season, well, with a 3-0 win, 4-4-2, Quadrado on the right, McKenney on the left, uh, Zachariah and Locatelli in the middle, but Zachariah has gone now, I believe. Um, and they've since moved to three in midfield. So they've changed around a bit. Moretti, Locatelli and Rabio have played the last two games together. Locatelli and Rabio played the game before that, and Locatelli also played the game before that. So Locatelli seems to be locked in. Not that he, He's a really good player. I really like Locatelli. I don't think he's getting any points in this game, really. Um, and yeah, McKenney sort of came in and out. Uh, started left midfield the first game, moved to centre mid, then he's been dropped the last couple of games. Since they've moved to a 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1 sort of formation, um, Quadrado's played on the right wing. Kostic's played twice on the left with Moise Kian coming into the last game on the left wing. But as you say, Vlahovic has played every game through the middle and he has got... Three goals from open play. Of, uh, sorry, two from a free kick, one from open play. He's also got one from a penalty, so it's four overall, and he won the penalty. So if you play Serie A fantasy, I imagine you're rolling the points with him in your team. Uh, but at nine million and playing against PSG, do you think it's a risk worth taking for him? I mean, Paris Saint-Germain are probably not, like they've not been keeping many clean sheets, and that is in 
league on. Um, granted, they have been facing like kind of the top tier teams recently. With uh, I think they've been playing Monaco and uh, Lille and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, they're not keeping the the clean sheets. Not, I don't think you with the type of players that they have. They're not ones to kind of sit back, not anymore. Uh, probably not since Tuchel was there, to be honest. And yeah. I think that's what makes Donnarumma such a... Just touching on that real quick, because he's one of the... I think he is the most selected goalkeeper in the game. And I think that's just a massive risk. I, I think yeah. both teams are going to score in this game. I think Paris Saint-Germain will win overall. Um but with Juventus, I think the biggest story is that the fans are almost like revolting against Allegri um, just because they believe with this type of players that they have, they should be playing a more attacking, expansive style. But Allegri was always that kind of manager where they'll go a goal or if they get to, they'll go a goal or two up and then just do whatever it takes to win at that point. Ten men behind the ball if needed. Um, win at all costs type of thing. So even though they've got in like Di Maria and Vlahovic and all these Kostic, all these good attacking players, they're so defensive that it's really boring to watch. And that's why Juventus fans are going, uh, kind of wanting Allegri out, which is crazy because it's so early in the season. Um. So in the context of this game, even though it's in Paris, I think that it could be a bit ugly from the Juventus Ultras. Obviously, I don't think they'll be very... If things don't go their way, I don't think Juventus are going to get much support. So unless they get an early goal, um, I think it's going to be quite hostile for Juventus. Yeah. I think the only other player... That's worth mentioning is Alexandro, four point five million defender. Do you think he's going to start at left back? No, it. Uh, people are wondering what's happened, kind of behind the scenes, because um, last season he wasn't getting very many games. Uh, Danilo was the left back for most of the season, and then uh, this year, even though Alexandro was fit, like last season, he started the season injured, and then came back and was never never really the starting left back. Like he never, he started the odd game, but like he was never the starting left back. This yeah. season seems to be the same. And there's even been times where he's not even in the bench and even though he's fit. So people are kind of like, what's a player of his caliber doing? Not even in the squad at all. Was there a bust up? Was there an argument or something? Like what's going on there? So I think, I don't think he'll, uh, be the starting left back for this game. Interesting. Oh well, he put us right off. Uh, not for the first game anyway. I wouldn't have went for a Juventus defender, but moving forward throughout the groups, I was hoping because he'd be a nice touch against like Maccabi Haifa and stuff like that. I think you want to be going for defenders that are going to be playing against Maccabi Haifa. And other than Bremer, I think he's going to have to. If you wanted a player, it's probably going to have to be Bremer against them. He's so expensive. Um... I would yeah. say if you go looking for a defender, you'd probably want Quadrado, who's playing right wing at the minute 
Five million true, defender. That is true. How much is he? Five million. Oh, okay, that's a good shout. Actually, Cause, yeah. Because Bremer's five point five. Um, Deshilio obviously he's not very attacking, but he seems to be the starter. Um, yeah, I'd probably say. I didn't realize Quadrado was a defender on the game. I just breezed past him, but he was a midfielder. Yeah, so they always do with. Um, I said this on the first episode once the positions were kind of announced that the game will go one season as a midfielder and in that season he plays right back and then they'll switch it and then that season he plays right wing and then they'll switch it back. So in the four years we've done it, he's alternated between midfielder defender. Yeah. So this year he's defender, so naturally he is an attacking player this year. That's really nice. I think that is going to be a lock-in. Maybe for game week, game week two onwards. Because I still, <clears throat> although I fancy Benfica they get out of this group, I still think, I still think you he can get attacking returns against Benfica. But also, I still think he's going to get clean sheets against Maccabi Haifa. They've also put Kostic as a defender. I don't know why, but he's five point five. Yeah, how much is he? Five point five. Yeah, I, we um, we noticed him. I think last time, and it was just. I think it was I think it was on our live stream, but it was more of a case of at five point five. Why would you have more of that quadrado sort of thing yeah. for the money? Maybe the same price, then it's worth the argument. But I've just noticed that Alexandro is the most selected player from Juventus. So surprised um, one and a half million. So if we'll see if he starts this weekend, but just to let people yeah. know that there is the rumors of the fight behind the scenes. I mean, I would- I wouldn't have him in match day one anyway. Yeah. No chance. Uh, we'll jump on to Benfica. So, uh, I haven't even written down the scoreline for the first game, unfortunately. Uh, I think they won 1-0. Yeah, I think they did win 1-0. And then they won 3-0, 3-2. And they won 2-1 tonight, which was a mental game. Tonight, they were 1-0 down. Uh, Neres got an equaliser then Ramos got red carded then João Mario scored a penalty in the 101st minute and then got sent off afterwards <laughs> so yeah uh, what a game what a game but I do think we've got a few options here uh, so Vlakadimos is the goalkeeper and remember these are playing Maccabi High for first game so these are a team that I think we should be looking to get in for for that first game. So Blackademos uh, is the goalkeeper. Gilberto's played throughout the four games at right back with Barr filling in for one of them. Uh, Morato and Antonio Silva have alternated at centre-back. Um, one game they did play it together, and that is because Otamendi got a red card in the first game. Uh, but Otamendi since came back in after his ban. So... I think if you were going to go for a centre-back, Otamendi's the one. Uh, Grimaldo was the left-back. He's played every game. Enzo Fernandez, Florentino Luis played every game in centre-mid. Uh, Neres has played in the last three games and got a goal in every single game. Uh, Rafa Silva plays behind the forward. One assist in his four games, four starts. João Mario, who is... Always, I always just look at him and think, you're a Walden midfielder. And he's never has been, never will be. Uh, he's a left winger. Um, although he, I think he's historically as well played 
in behind the forward, anywhere in midfield. But I just look at him and always think, oh, yeah, he looks like a bit of a Fernando or a Nigel de Jong style player. I don't know why. Um, but he's their penalty taker. He scored three penalties in a row. He's got a goal from open play and an assist as well. And then uh, Colt Hero from last year, Ramos, he has two goals and he got sent off tonight in four games. So there's a few few players in here that I think look quite juicy. I think, obviously, if you're looking for a five million goalkeeper, Vlakadimos is probably the best choice for a one-week punt against Maccabi Haifa at that price. Um, Ramos is too expensive at nine. I think even against Maccabi Haifa, I think the issue is spots are at a premium for forwards. We're only allowed three and there are some of the good fixtures. But I think Neres and Mario more than cover for that. Neres is seven million and Mario is six. Play on either wing. And like I say, between them, they've got six goals in the last four games and an assist. So I, I'd be, I think Neres has got more of a chance of scoring in general. But obviously, with Mario being the penalty taker, like anything can happen. He's playing in an advanced position as well. If you are looking for defenders and you don't fancy Blackadimos, maybe you've gone with someone else, or you don't want a five million goalkeeper. Otamendi's 4.5 at centre back, pick up some ball recovery points. I think in the group stages last year, he had loads of points. And Romaldo is an attack. He does get up the pitch for 5 million. And lastly, Florentino Luis playing every game, centre mid, does now, but 4.5 million. So if you are looking for a four and a half million pound midfielder, that will get you two, three, maybe four points. This year's Barrios, um, I think he could be the one, especially against the better teams, because he's probably more likely to pick up ball recoveries. What do you make of Benfica, Aaron? Um, just having a look at kind of their players on the app, the most selected player is Weigel. Um, four and a, yeah, four and a half midfielder doesn't play. <laughs> so you've just mentioned the one who does. Yeah. So 13% have got Weigel or Weigel in their team. Get him out. <laughs> um, you want you want the 4.5 million who's going to play. So yeah, um, yeah, it's a real shame that Ramos obviously we weren't expecting it to be 4.5 uh, again, but. Nine? Nine is insane. Um, is they've yeah, just priced him like Darwin last year, haven't they? So now he's just another Darwin Nunes. And it's like, oh, yeah. The group's so much more difficult. I know they had Bayern last year, but they had a really dodgy Barcelona team and then someone else as well. And Darwin was on pens for Benfica. Like Ramos isn't. If Ramos was on pens, you go, okay, maybe, maybe. Even then, I still think like eight. I would have priced him at seven personally because I think those people would have got him in. Yeah, and it just makes the game more interesting. There's so Why many options to have... choose from, like 32 teams. Like it's it, yeah. Um, Why does he ever have Ramos for nine million when he can have Neymar for ten? Yeah. Um, I would probably get Neres in at that point. Yeah, it's between him and João Mario, seven yeah. and six. Um, one of them has to be one of them has to be in your game with one team. Yeah. Otamendi is currently 12% owned. Uh, I do have the goalkeeper in my draft currently um, as one of my keepers. And 
think he's going to stay there. Um, although, in terms of longevity, probably not the best for the rest of the group stage. Maybe match day six, but um, I don't know. He's probably one of the best match day one options, though. The but yeah, other than that, everyone's kind of in and around like three or two percent. So, um, but Grimaldo three percent owned, I think. Um, yeah, he's a bit of a shout, isn't he? Because he's on set pieces, kind of what you said, and uh, pretty attacking. Although he did troll us last year when he had yeah. good games, so I think Otamendi might be the the one to go for. If I had to choose between the two, I'd go Otamendi. People will mm-hmm. get mugged off by Grimaldo's attacking potential, but Otamendi, A, is a threat from set pieces in the box, but B, gobbles ball recoveries. Got a couple of man in the matches in the group stages last year, I'm sure. Uh, I yeah, for 4.5. He's, he'll he'll yeah. be in my game with one team. 100, 100% he'll be in my game with one team. Because I'll probably have him <clears throat> over the goalkeeper. I'll probably go for him. Neres or Mario, I, I think that has to be. I might even double up Benfica defence against Mike B. Haifa. The, um, that is. <clears throat> yeah, so Otamendi finished the season last year with 55 points. And then Vertonghen and Grimaldo finished 48. So the defence is definitely where to target for Benfica. So yeah, it just shows that the strength of the teams in Portugal recently so things are going well for them watch there be an upset this is the sheriff not as big as obviously sheriff versus real madrid but yeah sheriff are absolute legends i want to go there i i really really want to go to to uh was it tiraspol is that the name of the city in um transnistria the country which is an annex of moldova yeah get me there On to Maccabee Haifa. I want to be brutally honest to everyone. I just stopped researching at this point. I know normally I actually do try, but um, I'm not having a player from this team. I just, I'm just not. I encourage none of you to look at the groups that they're like. You don't want to pick a defender when Benfica score for fun against teams like this. Vlahovic can score against anyone. And PSG are probably going to knock 10 past them. I don't care if I'm being disrespectful. Like, a bit, Aaron, are you picking a player from this team? Just be honest. Are you going to pick I'm a not. At any- I'm not, but I had a look at their team. Um, they've got Levi, 4.5 million midfielder, 3% owned, and Jabba. 4.5 million midfielder, 2% owned. So I'm guessing one of them is a penalty taker. <laughs> <laughs> if they are, why not? I but, um, They've got a 7 million forward, loads of 6.5 million midfielders. I'd look at the prices. I this don't understand why. why they're priced like that. This is it. It's not like I was being like flippant in the arm, not having any of these out of disrespect. I looked at the prices. Uh, because of the uh, the previous pods that we've done where I'm like, hmm, some of these are high. I just went, I, I didn't look at the games or anything. I went, let's just look at how these are priced. No, it's, my, like, it's mind-blowing that some of these defenders 
Um, like I think they've got, yeah, like Rafa, like Guerrero, Dortmund, or you can choose one of their defenders for four point five. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> which one do I do? Let me think about that. The base of the bit. Or Otamendi. Do I choose Otamendi or one of these defenders? Mm. Would I choose João Mario on pens for Benfica or one of their, or pay 0.5 million more for one of their players? (laughs) There's going to be one person in the world who captains one of these players and will be top at the end of match day one. I'll apologise if they do anything. Like I'll happily come on here and just say sorry. But we've got 15 players to pick, and I'm not picking one of these, and I don't think anyone else, unless you're from Israel, uh, or you feel compelled to because you're Jewish. Like, why would you? <laughs> why? I don't get it. Anyway, so you've recommended anyone, Aaron? Did you look at anything? Did you even did you do any much research? Is there any goal score? Any? Nah. No, because they haven't even featured on one of the weekly episodes yet because of they had only recently just qualified. Like, yeah. um, I'm sorry if people think we're being disrespectful. We really are. Like, I'm not saying that we're not, but we've got. I mean, so these much are the first do. team where we just and... haven't researched at all. Yeah, there's another team on the last one that I did start and I noticed that they changed the team completely three games in a row. I was like, trolling me, no no chance. Um, but yeah, no, no thank you, Maccabee Haifa. Best of luck though, like, I do want you to stop some of these teams. I think it'd be hilarious. Like, it's not that I don't want them to do well. It's just, I don't think they will. And even last year I was Sheriff, we did check and we saw that there were some some good little options in there, but yeah, like with this group, I just, I just don't, I just don't want to waste my time looking at it. Cause even then I didn't get any sheriff options in last year, despite Cristiano actually being okay. Um, just not a risk I want to take. So with that, thank you so much for watching. You can find us on Twitter. We are at UCL fantasy pod, where you can also go on our profile and there's a link tree there. So you can f- just get the link straight away to everywhere that this podcast is available, including YouTube, as we are the main event. We will see you next time for the final group preview at last, Aaron. Bye now. <laughs>